Did you hear the news? MetroPCS is now Metro by T-Mobile. Now you get new plans with unlimited high-speed data all month long. All on the T-Mobile network. Check out the new Metro by T-Mobile today and discover the smarter way to get unlimited. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. During congestion, the fraction of customers using greater than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. And Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video streams at 4DP. Coverage not available in some areas. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hey, podcast listeners. This is your humble host, Michael Smalley. And I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at smalleyinstitute.com. You know, recently I came across an article, honestly, totally initially freaked me out. But as I continued to read it, because I don't want to be a baby, so just because I might initially disagree with something, I don't want to just bail on it. So I kept on reading. And as I read, understanding started to creep in. Dr. Randy Gunther for Psychology Today wrote this, and this is a quote. Couples who rely too much on heightening their successes and ignoring their inherent dissatisfactions may end up facing a different problem. Ooh, well, what is that problem? And uh, the 20 most important questions to solving it are coming up next on Smalley Marriage Radio. I am your host, Michael Smalley, along with the co-host... Seth Johnson. Who is known as the Seth Johnson. <laughs> now, Seth, you and I recently got some pretty helpful, maybe helpful feedback from a listener mm. who, yes. who sent it in. I think I know exactly what feedback you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and you know what? I will give this guy credit. It was, what, what do you call it? Productive feedback? Constructive helpful, criticism. Constructive criticism. I wasn't even close. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, helpful feedback. But that's that. what I was going for. Constructive criticism. So he was not yeah. dishonoring. No. I, at least I didn't take it that no, way. No, uh-uh. But his complaint is that our show has some really good info. He just wishes we would get to it quicker. Yeah, they would cut some of the fluff, I the believe. The fluff. Now, words. I don't know how long this man has been listening to Smalley Marriage Radio. Mm-hmm. But, sir... Might I propose I am fluff? <laughs> that is all I am. I think by percentage I'm ninety uh, percent fluff, ten percent mass. <laughs> I mean, when I read that, I thought it's probably a really good point. I would want to shoot myself if I just eliminated all the fluff. <laughs> it's true. I can't. It's kind of who you are it's and myself. Yes, you're you're less fluffy. Yeah, I'm literally bit. physically fluffy, like the comedian Fluffy. So, yeah, he's funny. Yeah. So to validate this guy, uh, Shauna, she was like, yeah, I could see that. Ooh, and Shauna, just in case someone's listening for the first time, is your lover. Yes, my my wife lover. Yes. And Yeah, so she oftentimes is like... And wait, what does your wife do for a living again? I'm forgetting. She's a high school math teacher? Oh, math teacher. 
<laughs> That's true. Is agreeing with probably the engineer <laughs> that we have too much fluff. Yes. So I don't know if what we have just now done crossed over their tolerance level of fluff, but I feel like <laughs> if I cut the fluff now, I've maybe come to a win-win with these people. Let's cut it. Let's, let's go on. You want to get to it right now? Let's do it. This very second. This moment. Right now. Let's list the numero uno step. Well, we're not just going to go there, you <laughs> jerk. We, <laughs> we got to talk about this lady. So... In psychology today, it's uh, Randy Gunther, comma, PhD, fellow doctor. And the, the, the title is These 20 Questions Could Bring You Closer Together. Now, as you know, because I enjoy fluff, that the, the title of her article is awful. <laughs> <laughs> so... I just clicked on it because I thought, hey, maybe I'll get some good questions for the, you know, on our iPhone, Android, Amazon, Fire, Apple TV app. And, and Windows. Window, yeah, for the four people out there in the world that own a Windows phone. And two of them are my nieces. No. Two nieces. I just, they got some for Christmas. Take them away now. <laughs> that is wrong. So, you know, on the app, every week we have conversation starters for couples. Mm-hmm. So it's a new set every single week, basically. And I thought, well, maybe I'll just get some new ones. Then I started reading it. And, l- and let me start it here at the beginning. Most intimate couples work hard to keep the relationship functioning and secure. They try to avoid conflicts that threaten their partnership and do everything they can to make their partner a high priority. And they honor an ongoing commitment to keep the relationship harmonious and compatible. Now, so I think the initial reason why this article kind of, I got a little prickly when I read that intro paragraph from Gunther. <laughs> I'd love to, we need to get some of these people on the show because I hear her as a German woman. Yeah. Gunther. Dr. Randy Gunther. Gunther. And so that's, I think, what initially got me a little upset going, wait a minute. This is the essence of Smalley Marriage Radio, Smalley Institute, right? our Smalley Marriage Intensive Program, all of that stuff. We're trying to help people keep their commitment, honor each other, be harmonious, compatible. In essence, create a safe relationship mm-hmm. where then you can thrive. Well, she's challenging that. She threw down the gauntlet in that first paragraph. Yeah, she did. She threw it down real good. But here's where she's getting to, and, and I actually really agree to it because I think for some couple, well, not even for some, maybe for many, and this would be an anecdotal reference because I don't have any stats on it. But couple, well, we know couples in America today struggle. Right. So many of them are dissatisfied and many of them are divorcing, right? And maybe some of you are avoiding some key things about each other or about yourself to stay comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So I don't, I'm not going to go there because when we go there, it's not good. It brings up some sort of unease or conflict. Yeah. Or the fear that it would. It might not necessarily even do that. No, it, and that's the point. Now, and, and I guess how I now perceive this article and what I want the listeners to hear is maybe even think of it that the tools that Seth and I give you are tools that you should be able to use to discuss some difficult things. Mm-hmm. So I don't want people to avoid, 
it's it's like um you know oftentimes I tell people right uh what you know what uh what is it you know what in life is worth having that isn't difficult to achieve right right mm-hmm. I mean yeah we've said this before if grandma always lets you win at cards is it really that fun do you really yeah. feel but you know uh. Do you, like I could we don't even have any hills in the Houston area. <laughs> I think we have a couple small mounds. I, I have a mound in our backyard and I could walk up that mound. I mean I did it. Yep. Or I could climb Mount Everest. Which one do I feel better about? Right. And which one has more strife and more trials and more difficulty? Everest does. But if you make it up Everest, and that's where I try to encourage couples is they tend to look at the negative junk in their relationship as a reason not to be together. I guess maybe what we're doing today is saying, no, those are the reasons you want to be together. That makes you stronger. Your differences make you stronger. I'm a better person today because my wife and I are totally not compatible. Right. We're incompatible. I'm a yeah. better person because I had to learn certain things that are important to my wife that she might be naturally gifted at that I'm not, and I've had to add those things over the years. And so just because Amy and I aren't compatible doesn't mean we can't have a great relationship. We have a great relationship. We've had highs. We've had lows. We've been in the valley. We've fallen off cliffs. We get back out of them. That's a relationship worth having. Mm -hmm. You seem stunned. I don't know if it's from my brilliance or you're bored. (laughs) No, I'm I'm drawing metaphors in my mind. Really? Um, Yeah. So, I mean, we can go back to your mountain climbing one if you'd like. But, like, so to climb Everest, right, you have to prepare yourself in, in um, for that success. You, you have to have these small mini um, battles, quote-unquote, beforehand to reach the skill level to even do that, right? So you have to um, build up your in- endurance. You have to be in a certain physical shape. So you ha- you have to have these conflicts. You you have to push yourself. You have to address them. You can't just ignore them. Because even working out is breaking down the muscles so it can build up stronger. Exactly. So that's what it is in a relationship as well. If you want to reach this um, this pinnacle, this goal, like you have to have these small little um, you know conflicts as well. And you ha- you can't just skip over them. You can't just ignore them because ultimately you will not reach your goal and you will fail. Amen. That's very good, Seth. Oh, thank you. How's that for fluff? (laughs) Yeah. So Dr. Gunther says the first step in rebalancing security with risk, so feeling safe or, you know, addressing the tough stuff. Right. Is for both people to realize what locked in opinions or behaviors they have ignored in favor of comfort. Mm. Right. And that's something you could sit down on your own and just try to think about. And actually... You know, the title of this is 20 Questions You Have to Ask Each Other. I thought that was better than hers. <laughs> Seems yeah. more dramatic. So in these 20 questions, and we have them here in the post. We're yeah. not going to give you all 20 questions on the podcast. Yeah, you can go to the website, check it out. Yes, you can. See them all. But the title is 20 Questions You Have to Ask Each Other. These questions in, in, in the notes of the podcast episode are questions designed to help the two of you unpack any hidden expectations, any untalked about things, things that right. might be uncomfortable. And don't get nervous about that. Like when I went through the 20 questions, 
Was there any of those, Seth, that stood out to you that just were terrifying? Like, oh my, I would never. Oh no, no, no. I think most of them end up just being good, like conversation starters. They are, and and most of you are never gonna have these conversations with each other because you're mm-hmm. too fearful, or you just, you know, you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to put the work in. Yeah, I, so, I just want it to be easy, but easy isn't best. Yeah, true. I mean, like, like I mean, anything. I mean, so I, I'm a musician. I'm a guitarist. Um, there's always things I'm working at that aren't easy so I can improve and get better. Different techniques that I'm failing at, but keep trying again until I can figure out how to do it and, you know, learn that skill. So in the first step, um, Dr. Gunther says something that, uh, you know, realize what your locked in opinions or behaviors are. Um, do you... Do you see any like common ones or like some of the maybe like the top one or two that you see constantly feels like locked in opinions so they so they just stay comfortable? Well, I would say uh, the one that pops into my me- my mind immediately is how most people tend to have this locked in belief that our marriage should be easy. Mm. You know yeah. that. Well, we must not, you know, you're not the right person because I'm having a difficult time with you right now. Yeah. Another locked in is, I think you get into sort of, you know, how were you raised? What what were your parents like? That's why in the intensive, so when people come to a small marriage intensive, one of the questions that we ask them are, you know, describe your parents' relationship. Because that's going to be what you sort of think. So, mm-hmm. Seth, you growing up, you've got your mom. Well, that's what a wife is to be. Right. A wife and mother is the one I grew up with. And then you marry Sean, and she might not quite be like that. Mm-hmm. She might be different. And therefore, there's going to be a pretty locked-in behavior or belief that this is how a wife behaves or this is how a hu- My wife, good Lord. <laughs> she, she was raised with a dad, like a man's man. And you've met him, right? Right. Yeah. David? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's he's a tough guy. Yeah. I mean, he's nice. You know, right. you don't like walk up scared, <laughs> but he's a man of few words and he was a framer by trade. So mm-hmm. he framed homes, right? So he can build things and fix things and repair. He's things. a very handy man. Very handy man. I am what you might call a very destructive man. Yeah. I don't <laughs> fix things. I break things. I and when I break them, guess what I do? You hire somebody. To I hire. Them. I'm a hire man. <laughs> Where her dad was a handyman, I'm a hire man. Phone man. I don't know. Hire man sounds right. And that was it. That was an issue for us. And what what's funny is it probably took us. I'm gonna guess. Amy might correct me. Probably will. But I would think maybe even four to five years into our marriage, when I finally got the nerve up to go, hey. So I think it was, at, it was at our home in Branson. So it may have been even six or seven years into our marriage. Mm-hmm. There was a hole. One of our, I don't know, somebody did something. One of the kids put a hole in the drywall. And my wife looked at me and says, hey, I'm, you know, she probably had an intensive or something. She goes, hey, I need you to fix that today. And I genuinely went, I looked at the hole, and, and I'm shocked I even know the term drywall. <laughs> and I looked at the hole, and I looked at her, and I went, Honey, exactly what do you, ex- how do you expect me to fix it? She goes, well, it's a hole. It's drywall. You get to blah, 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 start using terms. <laughs> right. Might as well have been Greek. Using lingo. Yeah. And I went, 
I don't know any of the things <laughs> you just said, and I have not even the first clue how to fix a hole. And that sort of finally got us, I think, started where I had the the courage to go, hey, we need to address this expectation. Yeah. I am not a handyman. That is not what I do. And frankly, I'm a marriage and family guy, and I'm not going to spend energy or the time to, I mean, do I believe I could learn to be a good handyman? I do. I'm not an idiot. But I'm not, that's not my gifting. It's not my path. You know, I'm like, babe, I'm a higher man. (laughs) I wish I would have had that term back then. I know. That would have been perfect. Well, the second step that the author proposes is to explore where those thoughts and behaviors originated and how deeply entrenched they are. So that's kind of that idea of, hmm, I wonder how mom and dad were. Right. And I bet you that's where these things come from. And by the way, I, like going back to the higher man, handyman thing, I had to realize it was okay not to be a handyman. Yeah. Right? Because funny enough, my father was. Mm-hmm. But where my father failed, God rest his soul, is he, like, he never, it wasn't, like, his thing, he was an amazing father, mm-hmm. and experiences were his deal. So taking us out, taking, like, when we had no money, it was camping, which yeah. was amazing. So yeah. he, that his priority with us, it felt like, was I want to love them well, and I want to have experiences with them. He wasn't the guy, like, hey, I'm going to work on the car engine. I want you out here. I'm going to teach you how to fix a car. I'm going to teach you how to do this. He never did that stuff. Right. And therefore, I never learned and mm-hmm. have a high appreciation for others who can do that. Yeah. I'd say um, my dad was probably similar. He also was very handy um, but didn't have those experiences. But I will say uh, years later now, um, I I feel like I've become less of a hireman and more of a, a handyman. Um, but, but because of um, my dad and actually my father-in-law as well, I mean, he's – like a farmer and engineer so he like he can do everything and almost shaming as well yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't shame me but I, i'm like you feel oh, shame you're like yeah i'm a loser um but seeing that they can act, they have done it and can do it and like encourages me to like man i could i could try Maybe this i could figure that out yeah I could. you know what's interesting i've done that with technology mm-hmm. so with yeah. computers and different i mean i'm fairly actually fairly handy at fixing computers yeah. and I can, you know, change the RAM. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can do you. that. You know, I can, I've, I've built a computer once, a desktop. Well, say so, even like web stuff and technology. Yeah, you, web stuff. You, like you just dive in and you figure it out. But like I told my mother, because <clears throat> she lives with us now, and like she has uh, continually reminded me when I was 10 that I announced, because I think they wanted me to clean the garage or <laughs> mow the lawn or, you know, something. And I announced, you know, Mom, I'm not much of a manual laborer. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's who my wife married. Right. And so, <clears throat> you know, moving the show along, you need to ask each other and yourself which of these behaviors, which of these opinions, these ideas, which ones need to be challenged. Right. So what ones like me going, I had to eventually tell my wife, look, you know, continually trying to ask me to repair the toilet and the drywall and the this and the that, that's difficult for me because I'm I don't know how and I'm not gonna learn. Yeah. Or are there things that I believe um 
that I need to challenge, mm-hmm. right? So I'm trying to think of one because I do, do I come across like a high expectation guy? Like I feel I like you have very low expectations for I, me. I well I <laughs> well, I do, and myself like I don't. I tend to not struggle. I don't know. I guess if you have an expectation on someone, you're not necessarily being judgmental. But I, I think maybe for me it might come across that way. Mm. Um, and so when I got married, I'm and I'm such an out-of-the-box guy, right? So I didn't want to be the typical Christian guy or whatever. I was like, you know, female rights, and I was a feminist before <laughs> feminism became cool and then got corrupted. Um, you know, like I, I believed in those things, egalitarian in terms mm-hmm. of men and women in marriage should be equal. Like, it doesn't make sense for one to have all the authority over the other. Um, but I think there are little things like I think my my mom was probably more tender, maybe, and more on the sensitive side with us as kids, where Amy's more of that intense personality, that independent, yeah. like way more independent than my mom, mm-hmm. way more. My mom tended to deal with a lot of fear, mm-hmm. and that was one of the things I wanted to find in a woman that was not fearful. Right. And I got it. And and so I think there's times that I've had to face that, hey, that's not necessarily the wife or you know the woman that I married is not. I have to challenge that you as a woman need to be this certain way, mm-hmm. especially like with the kids. Right. Yeah. Um, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you want to challenge these things, but I think the most helpful part of this this episode is going to be the questions. So we're not going to give you all 20, but we've highlighted a few of the questions to whet your appetite so that you actually go to smalleyinstitute.com mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, 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 and you'll read these. And participate. Do you want to, do you see the ones I've bolded? I, I do, in fact, see the bolded questions. You want to read the first one? Sure. Uh, the first one we'll read is actually number three, uh, and it's... These are all fill in the blank, by the way. Yeah. So they're actually statements, not questions. So oh, we should thank you. we should actually twenty statements you have to tell. ask each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um relationships work out because the partners blank. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. That that is like a gold mine of information. Why is that? Oh. Well, okay, I think is it my dad or brother, somebody is your spouse has their own love map, right? So, you know, what does it take to love me? Or, or, or I will feel loved if blank, blank, you know, dot, dot, dot. And so when you ask, I would suggest, especially on question number three, write down their response because they're telling you, your spouse is now telling mm. you what would be meaningful or significant to them. That's the stuff you want to focus on. Mm, yeah. But we miss each other like ships in the night. Right. Wow. Yeah. I felt dramatic. I'll get number six in this 20 statement exercise. (laughs) I didn't know what to call it. (laughs) In order to have a great relationship, women must blank. Now, number seven is the same thing. Except for the men. In order to have a great relationship, men must blank. So, uh, again, another way to try to dig out some of those gold nuggets on how your partner would feel loved. Yeah, and I think these in particular could really shed light on um, your uh, perceptions from your parents as well and the roles that they fulfilled. Um, And let me encourage, by the way, 
if your spouse or yourself and you realize as you know maybe your spouse asks you that right well fill in the blank and in your brain you're going whoa i know what my answer is and that doesn't feel right you know one of my favorite sports you know radio broadcasters is colin cowherd and and one of the things he kind of does all the time is he'll just say like you know so a an athlete will get in trouble because they're at a strip club at three in the morning mm-hmm. and he'll go, listen, before you go out, just say what you're going to do out loud. And if it sounds stupid, it probably <laughs> is. Right. So that athlete right. would go, OK, tonight on the road, I'm going to go out in the middle of the evening to a strip club. Yeah, that doesn't sound <laughs> right. I'm probably going to get in trouble. Right. Because then they end up shot or whatever. Yeah. I think this is going to be really helpful is we can, when we make these statements and we're saying them out loud, don't be afraid to adjust your answer. Mm-hmm. And by the way, don't be don't be upset or offended if your spouse, kind of like my handyman, hire man thing, it's also okay for them to challenge it. Yeah. And not in a rude way. Right. But I think for many of you just hearing this stuff out loud, you're going to go, wow, why do I have that belief? Or whoa. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't sound healthy at all. Yeah, it's true. I was just making that connection of like when you when you speak that answer, um, or when, when you think about it, realizing that you in practice might be putting on a different expectation of your spouse than in your head what you actually believe. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, I've been unfairly, um, you know, kind of forcing them in this bubble or something, judging or yeah, yeah criticizing or complaining. Mm-hmm. I like number 16, and, and I'm going to give what a recent client, what she would have said. Oh. Yeah. The most important lessons I've learned about relationships are that men aren't trustworthy. Oh. I'm telling you. I know she would answer. Well, I'm fairly confident she would answer it that way. Oh, I mean, these are the kinds of things that can get discovered by going over these 20 statements. That's huge. I, oh, I mean, the, I guess the question is if, listener, you're willing to experience this level of insight. Because yeah. some people aren't. They don't want to do that. They're afraid because this is going to mess up the status quo. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm comfortable. But is that really what you want? You know, is that the right, kind of relationship? Just the status quo, and that's yeah. it. I mean, say that one out loud. I would just love to live in a comfortable relationship. Well, I would say with that statement, it depends on the emphasis on comfortable, whether you said that sarcastically. Comfortable? Or, you know, comfortable. Or like, yeah, everyone wants to be in a comfortable relationship. Like, you want... The, I don't. Oh, you don't I want to be in a passionate, dynamic, you don't think energetic relationship. What, what if I find that comfortable? I'd say you need medication. <laughs> One thing I said about uh, these questions when we were just briefly talking about them before the show um, is that for me personally, some of these are are hard to answer without um, more context or what someone's looking for. Like the... F- uh, one of the questions I'm gonna give one more away. Oh wow! Yeah. And guess the first question is fine. It just says, or first statement: Men think of women as blank. So, for me, that's initially hard to answer. Like how my brain works. So I'm like, okay, are you t- 
talking about completely relationally? You're talking about spiritually? Are you talking about in like the workforce? Like my mind just goes, there's a million answers. What what are you wanting? And so you should go ahead and give all one million <laughs> right, of those just, answers. Just go ahead and start listing those out, and uh, we'll go back You'll to have each a one. Great relationship, <laughs> right? But what what that does if it starts helping that this conversation narrow down? If you act, like for me expressing that, I'm like, okay, well let's let's focus on one area. And so as we stated earlier, um, this can be just a good conversation starter. And just bringing your relationship a bit deeper in these areas. Well, I'm looking at number twenty right now. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna give it over the air. Okay. I like number twenty. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. That could be the most scary one on the list. Man, I'd I'd be curious about the uh, the vast majority of the answers that people would give, like. I know. What would be some like the most common? I'd love to read some of their comments. So if you go to the site and to this episode, let us know what you think about number 20 and maybe even what you answered. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. That'd be super fascinating. Well, that's all we have. 20 statements that weren't really questions. No. Yeah. I feel bad. Feels like I should change that to 20 statements you have to add. I don't even know how to do the title now. I blame the author because they put these 20 yeah, questions. They did. Oh my! And literally all of them. We'll in send her an email. With <laughs> a period. We'll send her an email. Well, don't forget, everybody. If you want to turn your relationship around immediately, sign up today for one of our powerful online courses. You can check them out at smalleyinstitute.com, where we have literally hours and hours from our very best video series just waiting for you, twenty four seven online. And if you enjoy the show, Seth, what should they do? Uh, let us know. Leave a review. You can go to iTunes, and this really helps us out and helps people find us and helps us know basically if our content is uh, beneficial to you. And even if you don't li- like us, and you like, have uh, the anti-fluff guy, <laughs> Mister Anti-Fluff, we respect you. No, for sure. I mean that is very helpful to know. And just you know, let us know. That would be awesome. And as usual, at the bottom of these episode notes on the website. You can submit your story. So there's a link there at the bottom where you can submit your story where you might get a chance to be on the show. So if you wanted to travel here, if you're in the Houston area, you could come in studio or we can just handle it over the phone. But we like to hear about your life. And I know it it encourages and inspires others. So Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. You can find out more online at smalleyinstitute.com or call us toll-free at 888-565-6462. Did you hear the news? Metro PCS is now Metro by T-Mobile. Now you get new plans with unlimited high-speed data all month long. All on the T-Mobile network. Check out the new Metro by T-Mobile today and discover the smarter way to get unlimited. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. During congestion, the fraction of customers using greater than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. And Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video streams at 4DP. Coverage not available in some areas. See store for details and terms and conditions. Did you hear the news? Metro PCS is now Metro by T-Mobile. Now you get new plans with unlimited high-speed data all month long. 
all on the T-Mobile network. Check out the new Metro by T-Mobile today and discover the smarter way to get unlimited. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. During congestion, the fraction of customers using greater than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. And Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video streams at 4DP. Coverage not available in some areas. See store for details and terms and conditions.